Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. You're listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and this is Season 5, Episode 22. As the New York Rangers are enjoying some much-needed R&R, a couple days off, as the tough schedule and the constant winning has finally come to a head, a little bit of attention to details being lost, some injuries mounting, and just some bad habits have creeped back into their game, resulting in a... A pretty ugly loss to the Ottawa Senators, but luckily they are able to take a few days off and recoup a bit before their back-to-back games on Saturday and Sunday against the Capitals on the road and the LA Kings at home. Hey everybody, Andy here. I too am in some need of an R&R as I am fighting off a little cold. I'm sure you can tell by my voice. Uh, but no excuses. You got to play like a champion. You got to get your work boots on and do the job that needs to be done, especially when you're not feeling 100%. And obviously the New York Rangers have done a pretty good job at that all season. Although, like I had said, it, it kind of comes to a head uh, in that road loss to the Ottawa Senators. I mean, for context, that's a game Ottawa pretty much needed to win. There was rumors that if they were to lose that game, DJ Smith would finally be getting the boot. Who knows whether that's true or not, but at the very least, that's a team that is better than their record shows, and they showed it in that game. And meanwhile, the Rangers have been just, even though they've been winning their last few games, it hasn't exactly been pretty. I mean, they almost dropped that one to the Sharks, who, when I mean, who have gone on an unbelievable run here. I'm, I do want to take this a second here to talk about just how good the Sharks have been recently after their horrendous start to the season. I mean, they beat the Devils, almost beat the or the Rangers, beat the Islanders uh, uh, all on the road, especially with that. They have a pretty awesome comeback against the Islanders for the OT win. And they were down for, as I started recording this, they were down for nothing to the Detroit Red Wings in Patrick Kane's first game with the Red Wings. And they scored it's currently tied 5-5 as they scored four goals in the second period to, to make it 4-4. It's 5-5. The teams are in overtime right now. So, you know, kudos to them. They've they've had a rough go at it, but uh, 
you know, they've, they've gotten some, they've gotten healthy a little bit, you know, getting uh, uh, Barabanov back and Tomas Hurdles and Anthony Duclair are, are really shoring things up there for that team. So do I expect them to make the playoffs? Hell no. But that being said, I think everyone thought they were going to be the worst team in recorded history, at least it was looking that way. But Mackenzie Blackwood's playing good. Kapokakinen's playing good. So yeah, good kudos to them. I hope they pull it out. That would be that would be really nice for this team, you know. And literally, as I say this, uh, San Jose wins in overtime. Mikhail Granlin, who's been a horse for that team. Yikes. Best team in the league, the San Jose Sharks. Who, who could have called it? But back to Rangers-related news. Uh, yeah, so like I said, uh, details have been slipping for the Rangers recently in their last few games, despite the winning just continuing for them. They've found many ways to win games in that they're in games in which they look dominant games in which they're fighting from behind games, in which they look like they don't have it. But um, I just think it's a, a lot of it. I do think it's their tough schedule that they, they were on the road a lot to start the season. They've had a lot of back to backs, a lot of travel, a lot of away than back home the next day. And I just think it's um, yeah, I, I just think it's really, taken it out of them obviously they had a a quick road trip swing again with the predators and uh then the sharks on saturday and sunday with one day of rest between that and the center's game where they're back on the road so it's a lot so i'm not so surprised or even upset that they lost you could tell they were still getting their chances but attentions to detail have been slipping the last few games they've been allowing a lot of odd man rushes against in which they had really clamped down on early in the season with the implementation of Peter Laviolette's new system and especially that neutral zone 1-3-1 to to slow things down. But it's just been a lot more freewheeling hockey for the New York Rangers recently, and it's great that they're finding goals. And, you know, Mika's Banjad's finally found his goal-scoring touch again, and Panarin remains, you know, one of the hottest players, if not the hottest player in the league. Uh, But... Yeah, it's just you could see that shades of the old Rangers with the maybe pressuring too much and leaving the neutral zone uncontested and and just too much open ice for the opposing team to counterattack. And it was just one of those games, you know, players trying to get pucks out and Panarin trying to get a stick on it and just basically chipping it directly to a, a center's defenseman coming down from the blue line or trying to keep pucks in and just not being able to hold it in and just conceding uh, breakaways. And Igor clearly didn't look himself. I know he's trying to get himself back to the level he wants to be since coming back from that injury. So, yeah, it was just, listen, it's usually I would be a lot more doom and gloom about this sort of things, but the Rangers have been winning so much. They weren't going to win all 82 games, and they still got their chances. They didn't convert where they needed to, but, um, yeah, you could tell that this it's at I think at this point and how the way things have gone, Peter Laviolette has earned the benefit of the doubt. Basically, in his post game presser, he spoke about what him and his staff saw, and just they know what needs to be addressed and brought up. And apparently, they had a good practice today where it was uh, they talked about the details that were missed and what the 
the forwards need to be doing to help prevent against the rush and what the defensemen should be doing and, 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 you know, knowing being smarter with your decision-making and when to go and when to reload and when to press and all that and when to activate and all the stuff. So, uh, I think he's earned the benefit of the doubt. I think they will be better. I'm happy that their next game is against the Washington Capitals because they have a real test. The real test for them is going to be on Sunday at home against who I think right now might be the best team in the league in the LA Kings who, uh, won again tonight and have, I think they've broken an NHL record for the most road wins to start a season in consecutive consecutive road wins uh, by a team with 11, which is pretty, pretty crazy. So uh, if the New York Rangers want to be the team to put an end to this streak, uh, they're going to have to be ready because I think, L- and by most metrics, LA is probably one of the, the underlying numbers for LA are amazing right now. I think they're, one of the best teams in expected goals for. I think they are they might be the best team in terms of expected goals against. Uh, they're just play great. They have some great dangerous skill up and down their lineup, much like our Alexi Lafreniere, the second overall pick in his draft. Quentin Byfield has figured it out, is playing at an insane level right now um, on the top line with Kopitar and Adrian Kempe. They, they're very, they're sneaky deep between Philip Deneau, uh, they, you know, they have snipers, uh, uh, they have Kem Fiala, they have PLD, who's, who hasn't really found it, his footing this year, but is obviously a dangerous player. Uh, they have a pain in the ass of a fourth line to play against with Trevor Moore, who's, uh, I saw online, that which made, someone said that Trevor Moore plays like a ground squirrel on meth, and I think that's a very, very funny comparison for watching him just run around and be such a disruptor and a, and a grindy fourth line guy, but... They have underrated goal scorers like Arthur Kaliev and Cam Talbot has really found there his uh, footing for this team. You know, play against, play in front of a or behind, I should say, a well-structured team, and you're going to do well. So that's the real test for the Rangers. But obviously, again, the Ottawa loss, as much as it sucks, you know, their old friend Vladimir Tarasenko, of course, lighting them up for two goals. It just, it felt like a scheduled loss. It was just, there was, it was, yeah, it was going to come at some point or another. So I'd rather come against a team that really had, was really trying to lay it all out there as opposed to like a team that probably would, having this come against a team like the Capitals, which could happen, by the way. The Rangers are pretty banged up right now. Uh, Barkley Goudreau leaves the game with an upper body injury as a, as a, when trying to keep a puck in the zone. Keandre Miller gets a stick blade on a puck and immediately just shoots back and hits Barkley Goodrow in the face. There's, you can see blood dripping down. He grips his face. He immediately runs to the locker room. So they're just saying upper body injury. I, I assume we're going to see him in a few days, and he's going to. I don't know. It's pro, I don't know if it's dental work or what's going on with him, or it's not good. But he didn't skate today. He's day to day. Chris Kreider was apparently didn't skate today. It was he's apparently. Uh, it didn't say maintenance, it said day-to-day with a lower body injury. And there was a clip floating around online of Trocek and a scrum trying to do a stick lift and kind of getting Kreider in the in, in um, his unmentionables, is below the belt, as they say. So you don't know if that's part of it or if he's going to be good to go. If it's, you know, they would say maintenance, if it was just maintenance, I guess. But maybe he'll be ready to go. But, you know, Heedle still is not skating with the team. Uh, he, he, yeah, this team is is pretty banged up. They've had some injuries. The one 
as well as thing has gone as thing has gone things have gone for them jesus christ english is hard i'm sorry <laughs> as well as things have gone for them so far this year uh, injuries have been a bit of a problem for this team which i feel in the past they've been pretty lucky with injuries at least the last few seasons it feels that way but a lot of little things early obviously capococco is still out with his um uh, ankle issue, whatever is going on. You never really heard whether it was a broken bone or a tear, but obviously the Rangers are famously extremely tight lipped about these sorts of things. So, so yeah, I mean, it would not surprise me if the New York Rangers are going to, after all the winning they've been doing and the rallying and this and that, if they start be, if they're a little behind the eight ball for the next few games here and they kind of go on and have a mini streak of losing games. It wouldn't surprise me in the least. You'd hope that's not the case. The whole point of banking those points early is that you can at least afford to drop some games when you're outgunned or outmanned. Um, you know, so I, I would hope the New York Rangers can win the games they're supposed to win, like the one versus the Capitals on Saturday. And that that means they lose against the currently the hottest team in the NHL, the LA Kings, on Sunday. I guess so. Be it. You just. But uh, I've made it known that my big greatest nightmare is that the New York Rangers having the season they're having are going to meet the LA Kings again in the final and lose. So that's current my current nightmare. We'll see how the rest of the season uh, bears out. But that's my that's yeah that's my current uh, I guess pie in the sky saying hey the New York Rangers are going to make it too the Stanley Cup final, but uh, who knows? It could happen. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for a gambling problem by calling 888-789-7777 or visiting ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The NHL and NHL Shield are registered trademark of the National Hockey League. Because I need just as much R&R as the New York Rangers, I'm going to try to keep this podcast fairly short, but... Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the progress some New York Rangers prospects are making this year. Uh, man, where to start? I mean, you have to give credit to Chris Drury for, and honestly, just the the Rangers scouts and, and uh, st- development staff for, clearly an emphasis has been put on streamlining and su- better supporting a area of the Rangers organization that has kind of been, I don't want to say, yeah, let's just say it underserved or under, uh, or maybe just not the right emphasis put on development, no matter where these prospects are. It seems like right now the Rangers, despite being a 
where despite where the Rangers are in terms of their contention window in the NHL, they have a fairly strong prospect pool and they have some real gems in their in their system. I mean, obviously a lot of their their I guess their, their for their rebuild, quote unquote, their prize prospects have either made taken the leap immediately to the NHL level or just have flat out not worked uh, because for obviously for every Alexi Lafreniere and uh, Keandre Miller and Philip Heedle, you have Leah Sanderson and Vitaly Kravtsov and players like this. So, and I guess you could say even Capocacco in terms of where they will, what side of the, will they pan out uh, argument you can make at this point in time. Uh, but yeah, I just want to take this moment to kind of highlight the play of some of the Rangers prospects recently. I, I guess let's start with the most exciting news would probably be Gabe Perot, who they drafted in the first round um, in the, this last draft, the 2023 NHL entry draft. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, Perot last year played for the U.S. National Team Development Program and he broke the record in points by a player in the in the program. I believe it was like 120 something. It was pretty crazy. I think he broke uh, Austin Matthews' record and Jack Hughes' assist record. Uh, so now he's in his freshman year at Boston College, the BC Eagles, and he was actually he was playing on a line when in the national team development program with Ryan Leonard. Uh, who was drafted by the Capitals, I believe it was like ninth overall, and then Will Smith, who was drafted by the San Jose Sharks, I believe that was fourth overall, fourth or fifth overall. I I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, great podcasting, I know. But that line uh, all got recruited by BC, and now they that line is still playing together uh, at Boston College, and Gabe Perot currently leads the team once again in points. Uh He's only 18 years old, and I believe he's in fourth place, or he's tied for fourth in the entire NCAA for points. Um, and I think he is, other than uh, projected first overall pick, uh, Macklin Celebrini, he is uh, the only freshman in the top four, other than Macklin. So the other two are older players, uh, which is pretty crazy. I mean... Obviously, the reason he was even available is that there was always some concern over his skating and his slight frame. Um, he's really shown this year that those things were basically overstated because his hockey IQ was so high and his compete level is very good. He does not shy away. You know, he's obviously not going to crunch you on the boards or anything, but he engages in battles when he needs to. He gets, he tries to. In, yeah, he tries to. He goes for contested pucks. Uh, he's not a floater by any means, and he likes to play within the game. He likes to. He's not just a perimeter player out by any means. And uh, yeah, he's actually when you watch him, I think you can kind of understand because his his stride and his frame is a little hunched forward. But I think you can also tell that as he adds, if he can add size and strength that he will actually be fine. I mean, I kind of look at a Pavel Buchnevich who similarly, there was always questions about his skating stride and his, his skating posture and his frame and his conditioning and all this yada, yada, yada. 
and it took him a little bit longer, but now he's one of, you know, he is one of, if not the best player on the St. Louis Blues, and uh, he still kind of skates with that upright, you know, that kind of slightly hunched frame, but uh, he's so smart that he's just effective in all areas of the ice. So honestly, I mean, I don't know if they're direct, you know, I don't know if they're, it's a, they, there's a little bit of a similarity there, although I would say at the end of the, the that, I would say that uh, for as much of a playmaker as Buchnevich is, I would say, uh, I don't know if he quite has the, the, the vision that a Gabe Perot would have. I mean, if everything pans out for Gabe Perot, he could be one of, one of the smartest and best players in the NHL. But that being said, that doesn't mean it wouldn't be an uphill battle for him. Because I mean, if you look at similar player, I, when I think of similarly players that have just been drafted with high, like with extreme vision and high IQ, um, take for example, Cole Perfetti for the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, yeah, it's a little bit slower coming on, although Perfetti is finally starting to find his groove in the National Hockey League and, and really be effective with his vision playmaking. But uh, yeah, I mean, at so far, Perot has been a uh, effective point producer at every level he's played at. He's the type of player that just makes everyone on his line on the ice better because he his vision is not, not only is his vision so high, but his positioning is so smart and he understands how to not only create time and space for himself, but I guess more importantly, create time and space for his teammates and pole defenders uh, to him, kind of create his own little pockets of, uh, yeah, just create, he knows what ice to enter and when in order to pull coverage and pull focus. And then he has the playmaking ability to deliver to the dangerous areas of the ice that he gives, he grants his, the lanes, he grants his teammates. So that's what stands out the most to me um, in one man's opinion, who is not a professional hockey scout, but that's just what I see when I watch him. So, you know, super happy to see Perot once again, basically proving that, Hey, maybe he should have gone higher, got drafted higher than his, uh, line mates at the NTDDP and now for the BC Eagles. But, um, Hey, listen, I mean, just, just happy that he's effective. And obviously he has been selected along with Leonard and Smith. That whole line is going to play for team USA in the world junior championships. And one of the most stacked or you team USA world junior championship teams I've seen in a while, at least in the front end They're maybe their back ends a little, eh, a little, just so so but um th- literally the the gluttony of talent that their uh, their four forward lines is going to have is pretty insane so uh yeah really happy for for Gabe Perot to be producing the way he is another area that Chris Drury and his staff have really made sure to uh shore up as it were would is the Hartford Wolfpack i mean you'll remember that Chris Drury was the uh assistant general manager to Jeff Gordon and the general manager of the Hartford Wolfpack prior to his promotion. So clearly it's been a area of emphasis for him and the Wolfpack are a much better team than they were two seasons ago. For context this season, the Hartford Wolfpack are tied for second in the entire American Hockey League standings. uh, And they are second in their division behind the first place Hershey Bears. They have... uh, Hartford has having 31 points in 21 games played uh, and the Bears having 36 points in 22 games played. But a lot of that success they're having this season is off basically the backs of the younger players that they've injected in their roster. I mean, 
Brennan Othman, Brett Berard, uh, Adam Sikora, all young players playing their essentially their uh, their first full season of either first full full season or just first season period of American Hockey League hockey. And the team has only improved this season as those players have gotten more comfortable and they're all producing their own right. Uh, starting with Brennan Othman, he has, after a, maybe a fairly mild start, he's now on fire. He has seven goals in his last six games. Uh, and he's just starting to show his shot more and get a sh- shooting the puck more, more shots on goal. He's calling for more pucks and, he, it's clear that he probably has the most lethal release on that Wolfpack team. And he's just, you could tell the confidence. He His game is fairly meat and potatoes in a way, in that he's just, to be effective, he's, he's, you know, he's not all over the ice, but he's just trying to utilize his shot as a weapon and use it either as a weapon or distraction. And, uh, you know he's he's got impressive poise because he doesn't have the best skating or wheels, but maybe not unlike an Adam Fox. And again, uh, this is no way in no way am I comparing their hockey IQs, but he is the type of, of player who will use a little shimmy shake or a fake drop pass to buy himself more time because he does glide around a little bit more and he doesn't have the best skating mechanics. But uh, the fact that his you have to respect his shot so much, he uses that to his advantage to make it look like he's going to shoot to freeze defenders in front of him, so he can maybe get, gain a little bit more uh, ice. You know what I mean? So he's been great. Adam uh, Sakura already has eleven points in twenty one games. Um, you have to remember he is, I believe, he's the youngest player in the entire AHL. He had a four-point game uh, a couple of games ago. I, I forget which one, but um, yeah, it's just he is using his nonstop work ethic and motor and um, his strong his strong acceleration to continue to play that game. He, he pressures the puck all over the ice. Um, and similarly with Brett Berard, I think Berard has four goals in his last seven games, and he, he too has just been, he's finding his, his footing in the American Hockey League. And I think a good thing about this is that with the Rangers, the injuries the Rangers are experiencing and just seeing a, a, someone like Will Cooley make the Rangers right out of camp, I think all of those players I mentioned, and not just them, you know, Bobby Trevino and, or watching, um, you know, Anton Bleed or just all, every, honestly, every player in the Wolfpack, just watching what is, you know, what Will Cooley was able to do and that there are injuries they have to be thinking there are spots available for them or a call-up spot will maybe if they can keep playing the way they're playing and producing that they can gain a call-up sometime this season. So that's clearly that competition inner from within the team not is helping them to win games and is driving them to all be the best players they can be. So Hartford's off to a great start. Um, and yeah, just it's you at least from you know, points and, and production aside, you can really tell with the, maybe just the, uh, the difficulty the Rangers have had developing prospects the last few years that they've clearly put an emphasis on just better communication about situations and what needs to happen. And it seems like the young players are responding. So that's a, you know, that's a, that'll be a feather in their cap if they can bring all these young players along. Because obviously when you 
it's uh, it's scary to think about it, but you know this team is not going to have Panarin and Kreider and Zibanejad forever. You know what I mean? At a certain point, those players will either not be with the team or they will their effectiveness will diminish as they enter their mid to late thirties. So, but spots will open up or, you know, lower in the lineup and pretty soon it'll be the younger players driving the bus. And, you know, it, it's pretty interesting to think about, but there is a, you know, that down the line, there might be a, you might have Alexi Lafreniere and Adam Fox, uh, essentially leading a Ranger squad with players like Sakura and Berard and, and Othman and, um, Gabe Perot, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, just, uh, really interesting to think about you know what i mean all right well i need to take a lozenge take a a night quill and and probably pass out just so i can get past this uh, cold i've been fighting it's been kicking my ass but both myself and the new york rangers plan on using this time to rest up so we can be at our best uh come the next time we uh, either step onto the ice or behind the mic because much like in their game against the Ottawa Senators, maybe tonight was not my best performance, but hey, I still showed up. I still put my big boy pants on and I dug deep because that's what you got to do when uh, you have a high standard to uphold because uh, they never said it would be easy. But then again, anything easy is uh, not worth doing. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys Podcast. Be sure to follow us on X at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.